Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It is farm country, horse country. Bucolic, upwardly mobile, wealthy type of community, affluent. affluent. It's a quiet place. Tiny, unassuming house. Just a, a simple farmhouse. Cold Snack has a lot of these. Yes. This beautiful little farmhouse with this beautiful farm star, you know, in the middle of it. In July of 2013, I was an assistant prosecutor in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Donna and Shaco was alone. She had just gone to bed for the evening. An intruder came into her house and attacked her, stabbing her repeatedly. 911, where's emergency? Oh, my name is Don Angshaka. I just got stabbed. Where are you? Really bad. Kid just came in and stabbed me. I think he hit my heart. I'm pouring gushing blood. Okay. I'm losing consciousness. Keep your eyes open. Donna. Donna. I was driving home. It was maybe like 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30. As I pulled up closer, I saw big SUVs, cop cars, lights flashing everywhere. I was like, 
where is my mom? And they were like, well, she has been attacked and she's on her way to the hospital. They couldn't tell me whether she was alive or she wasn't. I was new into major crimes. I didn't have the experience at some of the older detectives, so I had never seen that much blood in before. Why would somebody do this? Who did this? What did she ever do to anybody, you know? On that night, in the early morning hours, we got a 911 call from a worker from this restaurant. About how far from Donna's house are we standing right here? This is about an eight-minute drive. They called because they saw a subject walking through their drive-through. Average detention, police. One of my customers were in drive-through were approached by a man with no shirt but had a knife in his hand. Knocking on windows, carrying a knife. One of the witnesses who saw the young man, she agreed to come in and give us a sketch. Everybody was asking about the police sketch. It was in every store. People were frightened. Can you tell me about the tip? Uh, I get a call. The woman on the other end says that she's calling about the stabbing in Colt's neck. She said, I think my cousin may have something to do with that. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for Smart Energy. Stay focused.
Tiny Colts Neck, New Jersey, sits just 50 miles from New York City. But it might as well be a world away. So in July 2013, this quiet community was rocked by news of a violent home invasion where the victim was stabbed repeatedly. The only thing more shocking? My name is Donna Angshako. The victim survived. I lost... In, in total, close to three-quarters of the blood in my body. There's no earthly reason why I'm alive. None. If I had asked you at the time to give me a list of 100 things you're worried about, where would have home invasion been? Oh, no. Never. Donna worked for a company that brokered fuel for ships on the nearby Jersey Shore. She and her daughter, Kirsten, lived in this farmhouse on the edge of flower fields. She was 20 when she had me, so we're only 20 years and one day apart. Friend Sharon Sharp hired Donna decades ago. Kirsten had just been born? Yeah, Kirsten was a baby. I thought she was really brave, being a single mom, very young. I was by her side. All the time. Kirsten, who now works as a welder, recalls what life was like just prior to her mother's attack. We were going to the gym multiple times a week. Not only was she, like, mentally strong, but she was physically strong. She was so fit. She did Tough mutters with uh, Kirsten. I like that competition. I like to show strength, uh, physical strength. Things couldn't have been any better at that time. That's when Saturday of July 4th weekend rolled around. Monmouth County Detective Andrea Tazi says they were having a heat wave. It was humid, but we had no rain or anything like that. I mean, it was a dry night. So Donna... Had her windows open. Yes. She had her windows open just to, obviously, to circulate air. Kirsten was out at a party. So... uh, I was home doing laundry, I'd say about 11, 11.30. Um, I decide I'm gonna get ready for bed. Um, I let the cat out. I went and brushed my teeth. But just as she was drifting off to sleep, I heard what I thought was the cat. I heard something and I remembered, oh, I forgot to let the cat in. Without turning on any lights, Donna headed downstairs to open the front door for her cat. But instead, when I opened the door, I saw someone standing there. In the split second after seeing this person on my porch, I saw the knife. He was trying to cut into the screen of the window that was right next to the front door. She says she didn't recognize the young white male standing right in front of her, holding a large knife. I tried to slam and shut the door. My fingers were protruding out. He stuck the knife through the opening and cut my finger um, so that I immediately let go of the door. And then he pushed his way in. I'm backing into my kitchen. We're face to face. It didn't register to me that he was actually going to stab me. But without a word, that's exactly what the stranger did. He slashed my cheek 
And you can see that here, and actually it starts back here. There was no way to process that that happened. Donna's attacker came at her with the knife again. He then slashed three times on this side of my neck. She tried grabbing the knife, but only cut her own hand in the process. Did you feel like you were dealing with somebody who was really strong? No, but I felt like he was very sure. Like, he was very in control of himself. Donna was starting to weaken from the injuries. I felt like my legs were going to give out. So I braced myself against the corner of um, my bathroom right next to the front door. Sure enough, she slid down to the floor. I was in fetal position, and I'm bleeding. And he came over, and it was kind of like he was playing, you know, with the knife and just started jabbing at me. So that's when he caught me here. Um, and he got me in the back of my neck here. Finally, Donna's attacker spoke to her. This was when he decided to ask me for my car keys and if I had a lighter. A lighter? Mm-hmm. I just answered him. Um, there's a lighter in my purse, and my purse was on the table back in the kitchen. So he went over and was rummaging through my purse and got the keys, got the lighter. Donna's assailant ended up taking her entire purse with him, but not before returning one last time to Donna, still bleeding on the floor. He said, you dead bitch, and plunged the knife into my chest. Once he plunges the knife in and then removes it, what does he do then? He just walked out the door. With no neighbors in earshot, Donna knew she must get help, somehow. Your phone isn't in reach. No, my phone was upstairs in my bedroom, charging. Donna had no landline in the house, but even as the blood was draining rapidly from her body, she had one pressing concern above her own survival. Kirsten could come home and find me. I just didn't want her to have to experience any level of the horror that I had just gone through or any other levels in finding me there dead. So this is a mother's instinct as pure as it gets. Yes, absolutely, yeah. You know you have to get upstairs if you're gonna be able to make a call for help. Right. How do you get up those stairs? So that I don't know. There was divine intervention that helped me up those stairs. No doubt, no doubt in my mind. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. She's a tiny little woman. You have to imagine that many stab wounds. And she just willed it. She was not going to die there. Former Monmouth County Assistant Prosecutor Lori Gerhardt says Donna Unkshako was determined her daughter Kirsten would not come home to find her dead. She knew she had to get to her cell phone upstairs. I don't remember my feet or my hands actually touching the stairs. The energy that it took for me to get up off the ground and up those stairs, I was definitely guided. The amount of strength that goes into that is just unimaginable. But the motivation was you. Yeah. Yep. Maybe I was there guiding her in spirit. Once Donna made it upstairs, she faced a new challenge after peering out her bedroom window. She had a car sitting right here? Right, she had a car sitting right in this area. I could still see the car was there, and I could see the car was on and he was in it. If I take my phone off the charger, it's going to light up. He's going to see the light. Afraid her attacker would come back for her, Donna did her best to hide the light of the phone. Then, just getting it to work became the next hurdle. My hands are covered in blood, my touch screen. I was trying to swipe and swipe, so I ended up having to wipe my hands off, wipe the phone off, wipe it down on the bed, and then I was able to do the touch screen and get through to 911. Oh, my name is Don Angshak. I just got stabbed really bad. The kid just came in and stabbed me and he stole my car. Okay, okay, okay. Just stand up on me, okay? Where did you get stabbed? In the neck, blood is pushing out and in the chest. Detective Andrea Tazi says Donna's ability to place that call despite her injuries was amazing. But then Donna did something even more extraordinary. She gave a detailed description of her attacker. Okay, do you know what he looked like? Yeah, he was probably about 17. White, real skinny, curly hair. Blonde, dirty blonde hair. Backpack. It was pretty chilling to listen to Donna and be able to hear her accurately talk about this is what happened, this is what he looks like. I'm losing consciousness. And then hear her fade out. Donna. Donna. Hello, Donna? Donna? Yes, ma'am. I think I just sat down for a minute. Police and paramedics arrived less than eight minutes after Donna dialed 911, but her attacker had already fled. Donna was rushed to Jersey Shore University Medical Center and into trauma surgery. It would be a few more hours before Kirsten arrived home from her party to a house surrounded by flashing lights. I saw the caution tape and that her car was gone. Police told Kirsten what happened to her mother. You were deeply shaken. Oh yeah, I remember at one point my knees buckled. They had the SUV, the undercover cop car, the trunk was open. So I was like, can I sit here? Because I feel like I'm gonna pass out. As Kirsten was processing the news, an all out manhunt 
had already begun for Donna's assailant. Detective Tazi says another 911 call had come in shortly before Donna's attack. I was going to pick up my daughter, and there was a kid hitchhiking. From a driver who saw someone walking along the road near Donna's house. They saw a young man with a backpack and khaki pants. He was walking close to the fog line and kind of stepping into traffic, and she felt that he was kind of a hitchhiker. He was on the northbound side, walking southbound, and I'm afraid he's going to get hit by a car. How old about? I'm going to say like 18, 19, 20, something like that. She was concerned because she just thought that maybe he needed help in some way. And was a car dispatched? Yes, yes. They didn't find him, though. Still, the Good Samaritan driver had inadvertently given the investigation its first lead. I felt that the the hitchhiker was my person. It was too coincidental for that time of the night in that area for somebody to be walking. And then 15 minutes later, Don is calling to say that she was stabbed. And there was about to be another tip, not long after Donna's 911 call, from a fast food restaurant five miles from her house. They saw a subject walking through their drive through knocking on windows, carrying a knife. And it looked like it had blood on it. Employees from the Taco Bell quickly called police. Do you have any description of him? Yeah, he was wearing, um, you know, like those army pants, and he had no shirt. He was white with, like, really, like, bushy hair, but it was, like, long, like the skater-type hair. How old was he? I don't know. He looked like he was, like, 18. Police rushed to the Taco Bell and started canvassing the nearby shopping center. They didn't find their suspect, but they did find something else. So there had been a bolo put out on on Donna's vehicle. Be on the lookout. Right. And in the process of looking for this person here, they found the car. Donna's stolen car, this BMW, had been ditched behind a movie theater. It was lights on and, and it was running. So it clearly was an abandoned vehicle. Tazi says the car would become crucial. There was blood all over it. And so we were hoping that we would get some kind of DNA evidence of our suspect. Did you? We did. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. (laughs) 
Sharon Sharp will never forget the dread she felt when she arrived at the hospital to see her friend Donna Angshako, only to be told she wasn't there. I'm picturing the color draining from your face and the air leaving your lungs like... Totally. No, this cannot be. There's no way she has to be here. Did you think maybe she had yes. died? Yes, yes. It turned out, with her attacker still on the loose, the hospital had admitted Donna under an alias to protect her. Sharon was allowed to see Donna the next day. An intensive care room I've never seen before. It looked like an enlarged, massively enlarged cockpit wall because there were tons of machines behind her and she looked almost like a puppet. Surgery was seven hours, I believe. Despite losing three quarters of the blood in her body, trauma surgeons had saved Donna's life, but at a tremendous cost. You may find the pictures you're about to see disturbing. I pretty much looked like a living cadaver. I had 37 stitches on my face and neck, 38 staples in my chest, seven stitches in my hand, and now internally my sternum is wired shut. And as for that final stab to Donna's chest just before her assailant left... It missed my heart by the edge of a dime, is what I remember them telling me. The edge of a dime. When she talks about the margin that the knife missed her heart by? Yeah. If she was any slouched over any more, that would have been it. Kirsten says as soon as her mother was able to talk, she had one simple request. I remember her saying, all I smell is this blood in my hair. Can somebody please wash my hair? Sharon says they got permission, and then she and two of Donna's family members did their best to wash Donna's hair as she lay in her hospital bed. We were determined to see if we can make her smile, so we turned it into a ridiculous idiot session with three of us, like a factory line. We laughed through our tears, and any time anybody would get too serious, we'd make it funny. But her hair was far from Donna's biggest concern. She was sure her attacker would find her and finish the job. She was convinced that he was in the hospital. And we kept telling her, no, you're here under an alias. I survived. I stood face to face with him. I could 100% positively identify him. He's coming back for me. Detective Tazi says they were pretty sure the young man knocking on windows at the Taco Bell drive-thru shortly after Donna's attack was their suspect. Within two days, a customer who saw him met with a police sketch artist. And was able to provide pretty great details on the person she saw that night. Investigators then took the sketch to the hospital. What did Donna say when she saw that sketch? She said, yeah, that's it was incredibly accurate. She tweaked it a little bit. She said that, yes, that looks like the person who stabbed me. His curly blonde hair, he was like a surfer kid or a skateboarder or something like that. Former assistant prosecutor Lori Gerhardt says the sketch of the suspect was soon plastered all over Monmouth County and on law enforcement social media. So people are obviously talking and trying to figure out, do we know him? Where is he from? Who is this kid? And it's scary because 
You like to have a sense of security in your community. Investigators reviewed the cameras of stores in the shopping center near the Taco Bell to see if they'd get lucky and spot their suspect, hoping the more images they had, the more likely the chance of identifying him. We were trying to go back and look at video from various businesses to see the description and really to put out the bolo, like this is who we're looking for. Security cameras had captured the suspect once again. The surveillance we got from the store over there was from the inside the store, but it was pointing outwards. I see, and it definitely caught him. Oh yeah, you could see him walking. As police kept looking for the suspect, Donna was turning a corner, at least physically. Amazingly, after just four days, Donna Angshako was released from the hospital. Sharon says that was all due to the training Donna had done prior to the attack. Clearly, she's very physically fit. She couldn't have survived this if she wasn't. It's an amazing thing. You were out in four days, but... As you leave the hospital, you are also walking back into a world where whoever did this to you is still out there. Right. But also, I wasn't going back to the farm. I wasn't going back to my house. No, there was no way. In fact, Donna would never step foot in her house again. She and Kirsten moved in with family living in New Jersey. Then, just eight days after the attack, not long after the police sketch began circulating, Detective Tazi's phone rang. I take the call, and the woman on the other end says that she's calling about the stabbing in Coltsneck. Hmm. I said, okay. I said, how can I help you? And she said, I, th- I think my cousin, Brennan Doyle, may have something to do with that. It was the first time Tazi had heard the name Brennan Doyle. He was just 16 years old. His cousin told Tazi word was going around her family that Brennan was involved in the Colts' next stabbing. The cousin had seen Brennan just days prior to Donna's attack. Between July 3rd and 6th, because he was up in Connecticut for her wedding with his family. He had attended her wedding. He attended her wedding, and she was able to provide us a picture of what he looked like during the time he was up there for the wedding. The photo she sends is Brennan with long curly hair wearing camouflage shorts, looking very much like the kid in the sketch and more importantly on the videotapes. Brennan's resemblance to this sketch all around town was about to become even more important because of what the cousin told Detective Tazi happened a few days later. She was staying at Brennan's family's lake house in New Hampshire as a wedding gift. And Brennan, his brother, and the mother showed up there unexpected. Hang on. This woman is in Lake Winnipesaukee. She's on her honeymoon? Yes. And all of a sudden, there's Brennan, Brennan's mother, Brennan's brother, crashing her honeymoon? Yes. And the dog. But what was even more surprising was Brennan's appearance. Brennan's hair was cut. The next time she sees him, he's cut his hair. Yes. So that's a big red flag. Yes. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brennan Doyle's cousin told investigators that Brennan showed up just days after Donna's attack, hundreds of miles from home, with his hair suddenly cut short, similar to this. Like Donna, the Doyle family resided in Colts Neck. Former assistant prosecutor Lori Gerhardt. We lived in a very nice house, two sons, a mom and a dad. The life of a typical Colts Neck teenager, it's a life of wealth, it's a life of privilege. Doyle was a student athlete on wrestling and hockey teams. Detective Tazi started digging into his background. He had never been arrested. There was never any charges filed against him prior to our investigation. According to the prosecutor's records, police had been called to the Doyle house for what they referred to as family conflicts. The location of the home would turn out to be very important. Where did Brennan live? So if you make a right up here and you go up maybe a quarter of a mile on the left. So that's close. Yeah. The teen and his family lived within walking distance of Donna's house. Up the very road, that driver had reported seeing someone she described as a young hitchhiker just prior to Donna's attack. I'm afraid he's going to get hit by a car. When does the Doyle family return to Colts Neck? Later in July. With Brennan and his family back in town, Tazi reached out to the family, saying investigators were canvassing the neighborhood. What happened when you went to the house? We spoke with Mrs. Doyle. She was nervous. Her voice was cracking. and Did this raise an eyebrow for you? It did. We asked if Brennan and his brother could come and look at the composite sketch and if they had any idea who that person might be on the sketch. Did Brennan come out? He did. Tazi says she wanted to see Brennan's hair to confirm what his cousin had told her, that it had been cut much shorter. It seemed the teen tried to stay a step ahead when he came out to greet the detective. He was wearing a hat. He was wearing a baseball hat. I think wearing a baseball cap was a calculated move. It might have been, but it didn't work. You could tell his hair was cut short. Next, Tazi showed Brennan the police sketch of the suspect, the same one Donna helped tweak to look just like her attacker. How did he react? He looked away. He looked at it, looked away, and said, I don't know. I don't know. He was nervous and he was scared, and he got very quiet. There is a reaction. Eyes are down, no eye contact, people are nervous. Mom starts redirecting the conversation. Doyle's family and his attorney denied our request for an interview. We asked CBS News consultant, defense attorney Matt Troiano, to study the case file. And I think that that probably confirms what they believe going in. 
Brennan's odd behavior and resemblance to the sketch and video evidence may have been striking, but with nothing else to go on yet, Tazi thanked the Doyles for their time and left. Did you know that was your guy? I was pretty confident that we were on the right track with him. But we also have a duty. We had other leads that were coming in, so we were doing a lot of follow-ups. As investigators worked the case, Donna was struggling. Weeks after the attack, the reality of what had happened to her had taken hold. I lost everything that night. I lost my home, had nowhere to go. I lost my car. They took it into evidence. Donna, you lost more than half your blood. I, exactly. I lost, uh, I lost a lot. Donna says that's when, in addition to her physical recovery, she faced a new challenge. Symptoms um, of PTSD started to show up. I'm not eating. I'm not sleeping. I don't care about anything. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm, you know, every emotion under the sun at any minute. I felt like I was going crazy. I was always thinking, I don't know who this kid is, but he climbed through the window in that second that I fell asleep, and now he's hiding in the closet. You know, kind of crazy thoughts. Sharon Sharp says Donna's fear meant even friendly visits required a new protocol, including announcing her arrival every step of the way so as not to trigger Donna. I'm going to come around the hedges now, and I'm going to enter the backyard. I'm going to be touching the gate in three, two, one. I would shake my keys first, which had bells on them, say, it's me, Sharon, I'm coming. The investigation lasted through the summer of 2013. Brennan Doyle remained the only likely suspect. Detective Tazi says investigators took the next step in September. We got a warrant to obtain his DNA, his fingerprints, photographs of him, just things that are personal to him. When the results came back... There's a fingerprint match, then ultimately there's a DNA match. Brennan Doyle's DNA was a spot-on match to unknown DNA found in Donna's car in a number of places. 11 different DNA samples and pieces of evidence found in that vehicle. And really, there's no reason why Brennan Doyle's DNA should be in this woman's vehicle. He's a stranger to her. One more crucial piece of evidence was found in early October in the most unexpected spot. Repairmen were servicing an air conditioning unit that was on the top of the strip mall. They found the knife on the, the roof right near the air conditioning unit. A knife, looking weathered as though it had been there for months, found on a bowling alley roof in the very same shopping center where the Taco Bell was located and where Donna's car had been abandoned. How important was the knife? It ended up being very important because the knife was from a set. We determined that that knife matched another knife that we knew came from the Doyle household that had been taken months earlier. Through a twist of timing and fate, the Colts Neck police already had another knife from the Doyle home, taken after police were called to the house a few weeks prior to Donna's attack, following an altercation between Brennan and his brother. There's a knife that's apparently used by the younger brother in, in a threatening manner. Police are called, police take the knife, and the situation ends. There was no charges or anything that came of it, but they secured the knife in their evidence vault. It was the same brand name, the same look. It was a silver knife. It was from the same collection. Correct. 
that was kind of the icing on the cake to get a search warrant. They had moved during the course of this investigation, so we got a search warrant for their new home. The search of the new Doyle residence, also in Colts Neck, turned up the rest of the knife set matching the one found atop the shopping center. In late October 2013, Brennan Doyle was arrested. What kinds of charges was he facing? Serious ones, attempted murder, carjacking, weapons possession. These are the most serious of crimes that we have. What do you make of the evidence against Brennan Doyle? Take a look at the complete investigation at 48hours.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Months after Donna's brush with death, her alleged attacker, Brennan Doyle, was in custody, facing six counts, including attempted murder and carjacking. He pleaded not guilty. You have to look at the seriousness of the offense. The prosecution felt the crime warranted trying Doyle as an adult, even though he was 16 at the time. And in juvenile court, Brennan is looking at four years maximum in a youth detention facility. In adult court, he's looking at up to 30 years. A judge would rule in assistant prosecutor Gerhardt's favor, but there was a catch. Doyle would now be entitled to post bail, set at $760,000, which he did. When you heard he was out, did all of the fear come rushing back? It wasn't so much fear as it was anger that he was even allowed to be bailed out. The thought of running into Doyle terrified Kirsten. She says he even haunted her dreams. I didn't realize how much it was affecting me. I had no idea until I was like falling asleep and all I see is his face. As prosecutors developed their case, the details of what happened that horrific night began to emerge. What does Brennan Doyle say happened the night of July 6th Heading into the morning of July 7th, 2013. Mushrooms. He says he was under the influence of uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms. According to investigative reports he examined, Matt Troiano says that on the night of Donna's attack, Doyle claimed he was losing touch with reality and had gotten into a fight with his father. He has a knife in his hand, dad kicks him out, and he kind of loses his mind, makes bad decisions. 
Police thought it was likely that Doyle, who lived a short distance away, approached Donna's home looking to steal her car. I don't know if his intent was to kill Donna. Certainly when he started stabbing her, that became his intent. To me, what he's doing is he's getting rid of the witness. Gerhardt believes Doyle did not act like someone incapacitated by drugs. Doyle drove five miles to that shopping center after leaving Donna's house. This kid manages to ditch a knife. He abandons the car, and that's not a kid who's so high on mushrooms he doesn't know what he's doing. Triano says while a lot of the evidence against Brennan Doyle was strong, the knife, the security camera videos, one thing put this case over the top. What is going to seal the fate of, of this boy, this kid, is that there's DNA in her vehicle that links to him. It's indefensible. But as it turned out, there would be no need for a defense. In August of 2015, Brennan Doyle agreed to a plea deal. In return, the prosecution dropped all but the two most serious charges, carjacking and attempted murder. It was very important for me that he admit his guilt. If he took the plea, he would have to confess his guilt to the court. In October 2015, Brennan Doyle, now 18 years old, appeared in Monmouth County Superior Court for sentencing. Donna, who'd attended every court appearance, was there to face him one last time. Even though I felt overpowered by fear, I wanted him to see me as strong and as a survivor. It was an emotional day for Kirsten, there to support her mother. When you would look at him in court, what do you remember feeling? Anger. Just very angry. Sorry. The drugs turned me into the monster that night. Doyle was permitted to address the court. I pray and hope her wounds will lessen and she will recover eventually. I am asking you to forgive me. Going to prison will be the hardest thing I will ever have to face in my life. I'm afraid. Brennan Doyle was sentenced to 15 years in state prison. The law requires him to serve at least 85% of that time. Justice has to be done on both sides. And we, we have to be sensitive to that. We have a 16-year-old kid who, for the most part, had absolutely no prior history. The court has a balancing act to do. Did it feel like justice? It did not. What would have felt like justice to you? More like 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, if not longer. Even with Doyle off the streets, Donna was still struggling. She had found PTSD and domestic violence support groups but says there were none for victims of random attacks. So in 2015, she decided to create her own, Survivors of Violent Crimes. The reason we took to the support group was to help each other cope. Donna connected with fellow survivors, Tiffany Ott and Dana Richards. Together, they held meetings and felt gratified they could help when more survivors joined. They're finding relief in knowing that they're not alone. But Donna says her work isn't done. 
Her future plans include helping victims connect with trauma therapists and offering self-defense classes. As she grows her support group, she's also educating others. She travels to prisons, meeting with inmates, and addresses police cadets so they can understand the victim's point of view. I got up, I made it up the stairs to my bedroom where my cell phone was, but I got through to 911. She survives, and she's building a life. How could anyone not applaud that? Donna says the physical scars that remain are a reminder of the surgeons who saved her life. This is artwork. They're beautiful artwork. You could either get sucked into the darkness or you just keep going. I did what I had to do to, to be here today and go another day. disappears. We're in a million different directions, trying to find her and him. A lot of people trusted him with a lot of money. He told me that he was adopted by Ronald Reagan's son. Who was the man last seen with Diana Duvet? Follow and listen to the 48 Hours Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.